Benjamin Cruz, the ringer, my man, how you doing? Randy, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me. This is this is way overdue for like for my podcast brother from another. That's right. It's, it's been way too long. I've been I've done the basketball joint with you a couple yes. times now, mm-hmm. uh, and I've honestly just been waiting for for the wrestling invite. You know what I mean? It's, it, it makes me wonder. You, like, is this a barbershop situation? Like, you just <laughs> hey. super kick me through the window? Am I yeah. showing you? You're Marty. You're genetic. Uh, ev- evidently, <laughs> in this comparison, I am. Listen, man, you're a very busy man. Um, you're, you're, you're a family man. You got kids, and you, I know you working every day. Uh, podcast manager for The Ringer. Um, Wednesday Worldwide, every Wednesday, obviously, on The Ringer Wrestling Show. Find it on Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. So it's like it's very hard to, you know, invite someone like you because whenever I want to talk Raw, SmackDown, I got my man Grant from Bleacher Report. Now I'm, I got some throwback shit to, to talk to you about. And I said, you know what? I got a nice anniversary coming up. It ain't like 20, 25, 15, but it's 26. And I said, you know, let me hit up Benjamin Crew. Let me see what he got to <laughs> for me. And you wrote back. You said, yo, I'm down. Put me down. Let's do it tonight. And you are here. People can follow you also on, on Twitter at Cruise Control, uh, C-R-U-Z-K-O-N-T-R-O-L. Again, podcast manager for the Ringler, uh, for, for the Ringer on the Ringer Wrestling Podcast Show. Um, find it on Wednesday Worldwide every Wednesday. So, first of all, you, you do a great job on that show. I appreciate it. I think man. I told you on air and off the air before. Uh, great, great job. Uh, my guy, Brian Waters, uh, my guy, Kaz, and Peter Rosenberg, all the whole Ringer family. That's those are my guys. So, yeah. Um, today we are on the Wrestling Basement Podcast, which is basically a throwback podcast. I started maybe about two, three years ago. And we're just talking old school throwback kind of shit. I, I don't, you know, I can wait on Raw, SmackDown, all the current shit. I can, I, can, I can wait on that. For me, throwback topics, anniversaries, what if, what happened, you know, this wrestler, this storyline. I like to bring all that back to, uh, to the forefront because there are some things that we kind of forgot about as time goes on and it makes you think like man maybe they do got a point so today benjamin cruz 26th anniversary of the first hell in the cell match between Shawn michaels and the undertaker taking place at in your house bad blood back in october 5th 1997 before i even get to that like i do every time i get a new person on the show um you are a big wrestling fan but I want to yes, know what got you into it. Was it a, a certain match, a pay-per-view? Did you meet a certain superstar? Like what, what gravitated you to the sport? It's uh, I, I wish it was a, uh, a more glorified story here, but here's, here's where it was. It was the summer. Uh, I think it was when I was turning eight, I think, or I was already eight. I was being babysat by my older cousins and it was the morning time. And I think it was, it was basically like a pre-show for SummerSlam. I think it was SummerSlam 95, I want to say. Okay. And again, this is just a pre-show. Not, no match, no no promo, no segment. This is the f- pre-show. And Jerry Lawler is in the pool. He's just, he's just floating in an indoor pool. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's being interviewed by... Oh my God, the, the guy's name is slipping out of my head right now. He's being interviewed uh, and... The camera is, is is at an angle where you can kind of see like what's below the pool too, mm-hmm. and you can kind of see some sort of brown concoction. Let's just put it that <laughs> way, right? So 
the guy who's interviewing Lawler goes, Jerry, did you basically ask him nicely, like, did you shit in the pool? Yeah, like, no, yeah, no, yeah. What, what is that? And then, uh, oh God, I'm afraid of the guy's name. He, he had the plumber gimmick. This, was, this wasn't his usual, like, this was like his second gimmick. He was a plumber. Right. They had a plumber gimmick. They called him in. And they're like, can you go check that out? Like, what is that? Goes into the pool, grabs the brown concoction that's underneath Lawler, takes a bite out of it, bro. So it looks like this dude's eating shit, like yeah. legitimately eating shit. And it turns out to be a baby Ruth. Now, I remember that, yeah. For whatever reason, I thought as eight-year-old me thought this was beyond hilarious. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I was like, I got to see the rest of this show. <laughs> so... Uh, and from then on, like I just watched wrestling every single week uh, until now. You know what I mean? So it was it, those those pre shows aren't supposed to be that effective, yeah. but that one specifically roped me in and, and into this world that is kind of changed my life uh, <laughs> for for you know the mm-hmm. good and the bad. But it, it was that segment alone, and it's I, I wish it were something you know a little bit more glorified like you know savage steamboat wrestlemania 3 like that's yeah, right? what did it for me after seeing that shit you're like nah i, I saw a dude potentially eating shit and it was chocolate <laughs> and i think that was what the the free for all right yeah it was, it was just it was, like, it was the free show yeah. so you don't have to pay for this 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 was the show to get you to buy the pay-per-view exactly. this is the show that convincing you to, to ask your parents to spend 60 dollars Mm-hmm. My parents did no such thing, but it was enough for me to be intrigued by the entire rest of the product. Yeah, and listen, uh, before we, we we move forward, I I, I remember. Um, I don't know the whole card, but I know it was Sean and Razor in um, the ladder match for the IC title. I know the main event was Diesel and King Mabel for the world yeah. title. Yeah. Um, anything else on SummerSlam '95? I don't fucking recall at this moment. Um. It was, I think that's the heart of the new generation era. So it was a lot of different things going on at that time. But those were the two standout matches for me. But obviously, Sean and Razor was the, the more elite match. Um, but yeah, very interesting pay per view to get your, your fandom started. Um, it's a very nice way of putting it. <laughs> it's it's stupid free, as hell. With, with the free for all. Yeah. Um, I tell everybody the, the um, before we start, the first. I believe the first the first pay-per-view that I remember watching, just like looking on my TV, was SummerSlam 89. Okay. Um, and I remember it was um Warrior and, 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 and Ravishing Rick for the uh Intercontinental Championship. It was um I think oh my god, Hogan. I think Hogan and Beefcake against Yep. Savage Mark and Zeus. Juice. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Jerry and Miss Elizabeth. Uh, big fans of theirs, but if you want to say what's the match that got to to me, um, I think a lot of people in my era, in our era, have said this, but it was Hogan and Warrior WrestleMania six. Yep. I think that's like the pinnacle for me. I'm like, I don't care. Give me, give me every wrestling challenge, Saturday, Saturday main event. Give me all of that. I'm watching, and I mean, we've dipped, we've we we stepped out here and there as we got older. Um, but that was the one that, that that definitely hooked me to to becoming a fan. So ever since then, I'm like, I, I can't I can't let it go. I can step away, but it's like something somehow, Brand Ben, they always fucking <laughs> bring you back in. <laughs> it was I'll tell you this. I was just at Raw last night here in San Jose. It, it came by, and again, doing what we do, Randy, yeah. with the amount of wrestling you can cons- we consume on a week to week basis, there are times where you just get jaded. 
Right? You're like, oh God, like another, you, you can kind of predict where, where feuds are going to go, where segments yeah. are going to go. But again, I was there last night at raw and like screaming like a little kid again, you know, yeah. it, it, it just has this way of like reeling you back in mm -hmm. and it's completely unexplainable. Again, like you mentioned up top, like I'm married, I have two kids. There was no reason why I should have <laughs> been that excited last night at raw, but I was, you know, what uh -huh. I mean? like losing, losing my shit with Rhea Ripley coming back and, and, and Johnny Gargano. Uh, and it's, it, it's, it's, I think what's kept me going for, for all these years is just, there's, yeah. there's something magical about this, not to get all like uh, too philosophical about, you know, <laughs> us mm. watching a, a scripted product, but it's, there's yeah. something about it, man. That just kind of keeps us coming back. Uh, for those who are watching this, I forgot your intro. I, I forgot my whole intro. So I'm like, I forgot, you know, uh, the podcast on Amazon, Spotify. I forgot all that. Cause what you said, you're, you're SummerSlam 95. Uh, if you're watching on video, uh ben is supporting uh my guy our guy dion colorado hat and i that's right i assume the dion jersey as well did i see that it's actually oh, jerry rice oh jerry rice come on yeah, yeah. you, you could have said yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I could have. it's actually cut off you can't really see the numbers got the dion but... support uh for colorado doing their thing this season um I will say you can find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music, YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Also on TikTok at Wrestling Basement Pod. Uh, again, you're on Twitter at Cruise Control with a K. I'm at with a K. With you a have K. A C. You have the C. That's right. Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, yeah. letter J-C-R-U-Z. All right, Ben. Um, so your first, your first moment was 95. Two years later, um, the business is, is changing, uh, yep. getting more, more attitude kind of promos and more attitude like in the ring and different stipulations and different gimmick matches. And we embark ourselves on probably one of, if not the goat of all gimmick matches in professional wrestling, which is the hell in a cell match. Um, again, bad blood in your house, October 5th, 1997, you get Sean and Taker, but you know, this rivalry began if you want to go back two months prior, you know, trying to go in order here, SummerSlam 97. Uh, did you see that pay-per-view live or did you? Yeah. So this was around the time where, so as, as I got more into it, I was obviously my, I couldn't convince my parents to buy the pay-per-views, Yeah. but my mom had a coworker who was super into wrestling, mm -hmm. which again, she was baffled by. And she asked him to tape me the pay-per-views. So this, it was probably completely illegal at the time. But this is how I consumed the pay-per-views was just it would be, uh, you know, a couple of days later, this dude would just tape them for me because he'd give them to my mom uh, and then I would watch them. But yeah, no, it was uh, that was uh, Taker, Taker Brett with, with Sean as the, the guest referee, right? That's right. Uh, listen, don't feel bad because back in the day, we, we consume pay-per-views you know, illegally with the box and the button in the back. Yeah. yeah. To watch all Watching that. it scrambled. You know what I mean? The yeah, a little scrambled. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. I got I got SummerSlam. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, again, Sean was the referee. And I think the stip was that if I don't call it down the middle, I can't wrestle in the United States. So back then, you kind of figure, all right, maybe Brett's going to win this shit. Uh, and then he was calling down the middle the whole time. And then last minute, Brett spat in his face and Sean went to hit him with the chair and he, and he hit Taker. He had no choice but to count of one, two, three. And bing, bang, boom, we have a new rivalry. Um, 
on on our hands. And you know, these two guys have been in the company for quite some time, but they never fought one on one. Yeah. And like now again, that's a little tip. Like then Sean and Taker never fought one on one until ninety seven. Yes. So now they go off and do their thing. Brett goes in a, in a different program until Survivor Series, which is kind of weird because he gets the Patriot and some other shit going on. Like that's your world champion. And he's doing these flagpole matches and whatever. But you get Sean and Taker on paper. It's like this could be something very interesting because they're two polar opposite kind of characters. And we get the first round at ground zero in, in September of 97. There's interference and Shimazi, super Shimazi yeah, finish. A, a Shimaz finish. Um yeah. also the 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 the, the, the really beginning of the, of the of the DX days mm-hmm. uh with Sean Hunter and I think China and Ravish and Rick. So yep. we're very, very early into this early. attitude era. And then they just said, all right, we're going to give you guys a rematch, but it's going to be inside a cage with a, with, a, with a lid on top of it. And we're like, yo, what are you talking about? A lid on top of a cage. You know, we we, we know the steel cage matches. The, yeah, yeah. The big blue, the blue one. Things. Yeah. And they said, no, we're going to do a steel cage with a lid. It's going to be called Hell in a Cell. And nobody nobody has ever seen this. Um, I mean, if you're a WCW fan, you might think, oh, it's like a war game. War game, yeah. But like, just like an extra level on top and then you get this you get this uh build up you know i i couldn't wait for it and it's like <laughs> I, I i recall seeing sean and taking doing some promos for it and they're doing the warm-up whatever and they see in this cage like holy shit like are you going up am i going up? are we going up are we really doing this and it's like it's surreal like you're you're an athlete and they tell you you got to do this match and you look like a cool no problem when you see it in real life you're like I don't know about this shit, bro. <laughs> it's like, like first time you're seeing it as as a kid, are you like, wow, I can't believe this? Or like, oh man, this is gonna be something. Well, it, it was it was pretty terrifying as a kid, right? Because yeah. you're kind of used to you got used to the cage matches with the blue, and it, you know those aren't really cages, right? There's yeah. those are just kind of they're basically giant fences because <laughs> yeah. you can just climb out. So there's like there's there's a sense of being able to get out, and that's, that's obviously part of the match, right? Is mm-hmm. any cage match? Can you get out first? The hell in a cell thing was, I mean, first of all, the rhyming in the name, fantastic, yes. right? Um, but the the visual of it, even to this day, uh, like the red version aside, the vi- to this day, it's still one of the more staggering visuals that i think wwe has produced mm-hmm. because it's it's jarring right it, it surrounds not just the ring but like a little bit of the of the outside so th- there's room to kind of you know do your thing out there um and i remember as a kid thinking this this it was insane you just you know because with this with the cage matches you'd see people are able to interfere mm-hmm. right? there's, there's just there's a door there's a freaking door right when when they had the cell, they they locked the cell. There was a you know chain links and all this mm-hmm. stuff, and it was just really hard to get in there. So you're it's it's that's really it. Just those two, the ref, and probably a shit ton of blood, which is you know kind yeah. of just part of the thing. But it's it, you you kind of teed this up earlier, where in my in my opinion, it's one of the best gimmick matches. Period. I mean, now it's a little bit watered down. Like we've seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's been, I think the, the, you know, the Seth Cody hell in a cell was like the 51st hell in a cell match, which is insane to think about, but That's we've great. seen it now. 
but that at that time and even to this day is still like it's it's pretty it's pretty jarring to kind of look back on. Well, I I think I agree. It could be a little watered down. I, I tell Graham all the time, like, well, I don't need a pay per view called Hell in a Cell. I really that's really where don't. they jumped the shark <laughs> when they were like, let's, of let's course, come on, name it, yeah, because they know it can make a lot of money. You just say, oh, Hell in a Cell. Oh, I'm I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know pay a ticket. And it, even me, like you know, do I need a money to bank? pay-per-view no but i'd rather see it as like an attraction at wrestlemania i'd rather see hell in a cell as like a once in a blue attraction to 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 end off a fucking rivalry but you know at, at this point in time like you figured oh this this was the end point for sean and taker to kind of like all right we're gonna end, end you two guys in a cage no one can get in like you know that's the plan <laughs> no one once you're yeah no outside interference uh Hunter, China, Rick Rule, you you guys can't get in. But you know, we 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 watched too many matches, Ben. When they say you can't come in, people are gonna get in somehow. Oh yeah, some some way someone's gonna get in, and, and it happened here. <laughs> it literally happened at the first one. And I think so the way they we did it known. was, um, they they hit the cameraman, and you know, we we got to get him out. We got to get him out. And then all of a sudden, boom, you get Sean to come out, and it's like, oh wow, <laughs> and then. Sean gets hit up against the the cage. He starts bleeding, and it's like, "Yo, this shit is crazy." We're watching real time live, and it's like, you know, matter of fact, I'm gonna pause right there. You know why? There's one style I, I don't think you know because I'm, I'm gonna get there on commentary. It was Vin yeah. and um, I believe Jr. and and and, and Lawler. Yep. But did you know that that was the last time we heard Vince McMahon on commentary? Oh, that makes sense because Survivor Series is like the next month, right? So, so now he goes into Mr. McMahon yeah, yeah. as a character because knowing he can't be on commentary for the fucking screw job. Yeah. That's a great tidbit, though. And I that think like I, I've i always been a fan of Vince on the, on the commentary. I don't think he was that bad that people might make it out to be, but I thought he was he was pretty good. I, I don't think he was that bad. No, I mean he he did his job. He kind of like pushed it. All. Obviously, Jr. became the star. The, yeah. became the star. He was he's been doing this for a while, but it became evident that he could do this on his own. Mm -hmm. and they, we didn't we didn't need Vince. Like he was fine uh, yeah. to kind of add in sprinkle in his commentary. But Jr. was like the play by play guy, mm -hmm. right? and they just kind of doubled. Lawler was it was what it was in terms yeah. of his color commentary, but Jr. was. What kind of he's the soundtrack to all of our bunch of our favorite matches, mm. right? right? So he he's he was that dude, not Vince. So Vince becomes very important because again he's on commentary. Sean and Taker on the outside, they they they, they they're fighting. Um, they finally get back inside, and Sean is. They, I think they go on, they go on top, I believe, and then Sean's hanging, dangling, and that's when boom on a table he he comes crashing down crowd goes crazy then the lights go out and then Vince McMahon gives the fucking famous line that's gotta be Kane Kane comes yep. out music who is this Paul Bearer and you think T Taker had the match won no he don't Kane comes out the first time we're seeing Kane he rips the door open like open the fucking door with the with the chain locked on it said right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna open this shit he gets in and he stands tall with Taker. And again, now you begin that storyline because Paul Barry been saying your brother, that he's coming to get you. And you see Kane for the first time. 
So you as a fan, when you see Taker and someone who is as equal to him, what is going through your mind as a kid? Like, what am I watching? So in that moment, I remember thinking like the, the way they put over Kane was it's epic. It's one of the best debuts ever. Some say the yeah. best one. Some say the best. Right. It, it's 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 probably as like a pure character, probably one one of the best, if not the best. I still have Jericho up there like that. that mm-hmm. That's just kind of a nostalgia thing for me, probably where again, it was just like this guy who was kind of a mid tier WCW guy kind of being elevated right away. But Kane was right up there because Paul Bear had been teasing it for a long time, right? When he said, your brother's still alive. Like two all months. This stuff. Yeah, you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. You know? And again, as a kid, you're like, damn, that's really his brother. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> right? yeah. the same height. He's got a mask. He, you know, his face is burned off. Mm-hmm. This, that, and the third. Um, and uh, the, the image of him ribbing off that cage door is <laughs> was fantastic, right? And obviously... The, this shit's all gimmicked, whatever. Yeah. But again, in that moment, you're like, oh, this dude's a monster. And he has the same moveset. He moves the same. Like, you, you, you no one's saying, again, if, if that match happens in like now, 2023, there's people on Twitter like, oh, it's Isaac Yanko. Yeah. yeah. You know, this guy's got it. Yeah. Yeah. Ruining the whole. Oh, that, that, that's, the, that's, the, uh, that's the fake diesel. That's the fake diesel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, relax. So in that, with that, you were able to just accept that he's a he's you know he's a monster he's coming from almost the depths of hell to kind of get mm-hmm. revenge on taker and it was it's it was just an epic thing man an epic debut and a per, the perfect time again the fact that this all happened at an in your house pay-per-view is is wild like stuff now stuff like that is always saved for one of the big four yeah right? Or, or, you know, a Raw after Mania or Raw after one of the big four. So the fact that it happened then is is kind of wild to think about. And I guess it was more of a norm back then where it was like, oh, we're going to have title changes yeah. at, you know, these non-big four pay-per-views. That's not so much the case anymore. But back then, again, that's, that's where you're like, oh, back then anything could happen. And, and Kane was just one of those things. And I think you make a great point where, you know, people today, fans could be like, Oh, if you're gonna if you're gonna debut somebody, he, he or she can't debut at a uh, payback. You can't do it at a uh, fucking fast lane, yeah, fast yeah, lane yeah. or whatever. Like, you, no, it has to be WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series. Now, Money in the Bank is like the, the big five or King of the Ring. Like, like you said, Kane debut at a fucking in your house in yeah. October, like. That no, even me as a kid watching, why would they put Kane now? Yeah. No, like it was like the perfect time, the perfect storm, the perfect antidote to to have Taker build a nice storyline, which is arguably the best storyline Taker has, has, has ever been involved in. Yeah. Um, just how just how beautiful it was it was layered. Layer upon layer upon layer, and where they they don't even fight until WrestleMania. Like that's five six months down the road. That's a hell of a build when you think about it. Ben, nowadays you can't even do that. They they want they they want Taker and Kane next week, right? And like the bloodline, the bloodline is the only thing that's been going where you're like, oh, there's a long play here, mm -hmm. right? And again, that's why the bloodline storyline is kind of in its own stratosphere. I feel like, but you're right. I mean. 
Kane Undertaker would have happened <laughs> on Saturday night main event or, or yeah. heat Sunday night heat or some shit or whatever <laughs> was on at that time, you know, cause they yeah. were uh, shotgun. Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Kane debuts, obviously we don't know who he is. He, he tombstones Undertaker. Sean gets the win. And I think the stip was the winner gets to get, um, number one contender for Brett at, at survival yeah. series. Um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's going to lead to my next question about your favorite Hell to Cell matches. But to me, it's one of the best. It probably is the best because it's, again, it's it, it, it's layered because you got that rivalry going on. You build Sean into over here for a world title. You get Kane and Taker over here. Everything is perfect. And I think just, just the whole psychology of the whole match. Now, is it, is it like a Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels match? No, it, it ain't technically sound like that. Yep. I just feel it's the right time. And then you're peeking on this, this upcoming attitude era that you seeing Shawn go through a table. You like, they don't, they don't normally do that shit. All yep. like, just, just the way, just the way they were fighting. They don't normally do that. Kane breaking the door down. What the, What's going on over here? So it just layers so perfect that, if you ask me where do I rank as far as all time hell to sell matches, like I get Taker and, and Mankind, but that's more just of the moments. Yeah. But to me, the spots, yeah. it, 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 it has to be the best one. And, and there's been so many. You said 50 of them. You know, I lost count. But yeah. where do you put Sean Taker Hell in a Cell of all time as far as Hell in a Cell matches? I have it one just because of everything you laid out there, which is the storytelling that goes along with again, they there's two stories going on there, right? There's the Sean Taker feud, which has been now been built for what? It was it was two months, right? Mm-hmm. But then you also have the Kane aspect, which was kind of hovering over Taker this whole time, kind of even going back to you know toward the summer. Uh so the fact that they were able to kind of pile those on together and it made sense. Like it wasn't there, there's times where it's just too much, right? Like, you know, WCW during the Monday Night Wars, like the the ends of every Nitro was just a fucking schmoz, right? It's just the NWO fighting against the WCW and it's just yeah. crazy. This was and this could have been that, right? Just two storylines coming together. Is it gonna be is it gonna be like a world's colliding type thing where it just it's too much, it doesn't make sense, but it was mm. the perfect amount because it then separated you know, it separated the storylines pretty effectively, right? Then you have Taker Kane kind of going off in their own thing, which ends up being great. And then Sean uh Brett, which obviously <laughs> ends uh, you know, the following month in yeah. in, in, in historic fashion. But I mean it's it was <clears throat> it was really hard to think of a one that's better. I mean, you mentioned Taker Mankind. That's that's two or one B, whatever you want to call it, because of you know how impactful it was. But uh, it, it's it's really really hard to top that first one, mm-hmm. like because th- they set the standard for what Hell in a Cell was, and it's it's it, it, there's a reason why it became such a a lauded stipulation, right? Like th- this wasn't. You know, ladder up up until then, I feel like it was ladder matches, right? Because of Sean, like Sean Razor, stuff mm-hmm. like that. We're like, oh, they put on bangers over and over again with this ladder. You know, gotta get the title. Hell in a Cell just felt personal every time you kind of get there, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the when you're in GM mode 
in WWE 2K or, or, or Raw versus SmackDown, when you're building up a feud, yeah. you gotta you gotta blow it off. You want to blow it off in Hell in a Cell because it has the most effect, right? The mm-hmm. most payoff, and it was just like that, right? Up until again, they kind of jumped the shark there in 09. Um, <laughs> you felt you you felt something when they were like, "We're going to Hell in a Cell." Mm-hmm. It was just the way it was said and everything else. And I don't I don't think Sean ever did another one, right? Uh, he had one a Hell in a Cell match. Triple H? Did he have one? No. Well, so I, I so shortly after this, they have you know Taker, him and Taker have their their match at the Rumble '98. Yes, right, the casket match, and that's where Sean's back mm-hmm. just gets mangled yeah. to where it it doesn't come back. Yeah, you know, so you're right. Like he doesn't do it again because. I think because of that casket match, because I think his back never fully recovered in terms of kind of taking these epic bumps. Mm-hmm. And especially after, again, what Taker and Mankind did <laughs> in, in 98 yeah. at King of the Ring. Like, if Sean got thrown off the top of a cage, I don't know if he'd still be with us. You know what I mean? Running NXT and being True. that True. Um, I'm thinking like, I don't want to be wrong here, but uh, wasn't... Uh, watch me watch me find this shit bro okay no i need hell to sell oh hell to sell. okay bad blood 2014 triple h Shawn michaels is that uh, yeah 2004 bad blood Shawn michaels yeah. yes which I makes sense one. again they're just uh, it, was, uh-huh. it was what they used to like pay off these big feuds okay so he was in a third one in 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 the the tag match in 09 with oh yeah oh legacy oh yeah i i'm that's on my list by the way of favorites because it doesn't get talked about it that's like my fifth favorite of all time because it is a i guess i'll just talk about it now the way that they kind of tell again it's it's like it's cody Rhodes. it's like young cody Rhodes Mm -hmm. and uh dibiase and that match i've rewatched that match there's a couple of matches that aren't necessarily classics, like in the in the classic sense for mm-hmm. wrestling fans. But there's there's certain matches that I go back and rewatch just because I enjoy the shit out of them. This is yeah. one of them. DX Legacy Hell in a Cell 2009, which is by the way the first year they made Hell in a Cell a pay per view, mm-hmm. right? And the match starts with Legacy locking just HBK in the cell, and Triple H is locked out, right? And they <laughs> they spend. 80%, 85% of the match is beating the shit out of Sean, mm. right? DiBiase and Cody beating the shit. And Triple H is, he's a fucking detective out there just trying to get in, right? Eventually find some pliers and cuts through, you know, the, they, uh-huh. uh, they flip the script, lock DiBiase out and beat the shit yeah. out of Cody. Uh, and then they win. But it, it's, it's one of these matches that I, I, I love to go back and watch just because Sean, I get, he just has this way of no matter how shitty of a person he was back back during the attitude era or you know how how shitty of a heel he could be there were times where he'd be in the ring and he, you just buy what he's selling you know what i mean like he sells yeah he sells the shit out of every match and you just you just believe like oh my is this guy gonna make it and uh-huh. that was one of those matches which is again it's it's a random tag match a tag team hell in a cell match yeah that shouldn't have been as good as it was so before before I, I get into your top five Hell in a Cell matches, I I, I do want to go there. Um, 
I want to rewind back where, you know, we see Taker and Sean at ground zero. Now we see them at uh, Hell in a Cell. You mentioned the Rumble 98 where Sean gets hurt. And uh, I know he, he finishes out WrestleMania and he's out for four years. Um, but they also, so that's three matches, three one-on-one matches with Sean and Taker. Then you don't get another one for what? What? My bugging? No, uh, 11, 11 years later. Rest 25. 25. Yeah. Um, then again, WrestleMania 26. So yep. if you had to rank, which I know, I kind of know what number one is. If you had to rank all the Sean Taker one on one matches, Ground Zero in your house. Royal Rumble and the two WrestleManias, yeah, the rivalry. Where you where you ranking one and two? I think one and two is down to WrestleMania twenty five and the Hell to Cell match. Yeah, so I have my one is Bad Blood ninety seven. Again, they just they just kind of reshaped over twenty five. Wow, I have twenty five as number two. It, mm-hmm. it was really hard because I, again, I I rewatched twenty five and twenty six today. Uh, just to prepare for the show. Nice. 20, well, thank you, man. I, I appreciate your preparation. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm like, again, Sean is Sean is my favorite of all time. So I'm like, nice. oh, I got to rewatch another Sean match. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but 25, dude, is so incredible. I got emotional at the end. We were like, really? these dude just put on. And like, you know the end result, right? You know Taker's going to win. But what they do and that performance they put on. Again, there's no title on the line. No, right. It's it's just a, it's a mania match between yeah. two of you know two incredible performers, and it's this thing too. It's the Sean Taker feud is interesting, right? Because it's on paper. I've never really been a fan of like the little guy versus the bigger dude, right? Like when you when you make these matches in in WWE 2K, that's on paper what's supposed to give you the biggest payoff. Right. Like it's it's these styles that are supposed to gel together. But yeah. I've never really that's never really been my thing. Like whenever when Raymond shout out to Ray Mysterio, one, one of the greatest of all time as well. When he was doing his championship run, I was like, as a short dude myself, I was like, I don't know if I'm believing that uh, he could beat Batista or anything yeah. like that. You know what I mean? But with Sean and Taker, there was just something about their styles that meshed so freaking well together. And that WrestleMania 25 match was again at the end when Sean uh, goes for the moonsault and Taker just catches him, tombstones mm-hmm. him, and pins him. And obviously, there's a shit ton of things that happened before that. Of course, um, the build to that moment uh, and just the way that they, the pacing of that match is is damn near perfect, right? For for 27 minutes, right? The, I think the match in total is like 31. For 27 minutes, the crowd you can feel them buzzing. Like they're they are a lot. No, obviously this is a different time. No one's yeah. on their phone. Mm-hmm. No, everyone is just watching these two dudes go at yeah. it, and it's it's in fucking credible. Uh, because you but, you know why Ben? Because the crowd in in Houston that that night, yeah, and at home felt like yo, Sean Sean might win this shit. Yeah, and I, I'm glad you said that because again, this this is Taker goes to 17 and 0. After he beats Sean, the other sixteen, like I was looking back at uh, you know the sixteen people Taker had beat before that, mm-hmm. and even as a kid, I was like, "There's, there's no way Taker's gonna lose." Yeah, right. And I, I guess at this point we're a little bit older, and you're like, "It's got to end at some point." This, that, and third. But 
there are several points during that match again i was i was re-watching it today where i was like i had that moment <laughs> this mm-hmm. this this moment of is sean gonna win this right and you're like obviously he doesn't but it's it's that's what makes it so interesting is, is that it's it's believable that he's gonna beat him i think your point earlier when you mentioned sean and and, and you know the, the the small guy little guy you know him and taker really just just gelled really well and i think sean had the ability to do that he had vader he had psycho sid he had diesel but i think with him and taker was different because you know sean was in that period where he he was the bad guy essentially uh essentially but he was the cool bad guy and i yeah it took it took the fans a little bit a little while to say you know what f sean i'm not a fan of his they love taker he was he was a good guy but sean's still my guy he could be he could be a dickhead. He could be an asshole. But I, I, I like that asshole. I, I like that dickhead. I, 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 yeah. Now, now with the DX, it's like, oh, they, they, they're cool bad guys now. Obviously, they've seen what the NWO was doing on that channel with WCW. And now it's like, nah, I can't, I can't, I can't hate Sean, man. Like, Sean's good in the ring. Um, you know, bad guy now. I don't care. I, I still got to cheer for him because so this thing with Taker, was, it, it took a little while for fans, even like me, like, nah, I'm going for both. I can't, I can't, I can't yeah. against one. So I'm going for both. And I think that's why they gel because the difference between Taker, Diesel, Cycle Sid, and Vader, Taker is more athletic than all three of them combined. So oh, Sean, Taker is like, oh, now I can do what I want to do with you because you could do, you could do the same thing to me. You can go on the top rope, right. jump over the top rope. Like, okay, now we're in a, in a different category than the other big guys from back in the day. So I think just just them and that rivalry, which is one of my favorites of all time. Uh, where would I put it? I'm not sure because there is Kane Taker, there is uh, Sean and Brett. Like I'm gonna ask you, is is Sean Michaels Undertaker's biggest rival, and is Undertaker Sean Michaels' biggest rival? Man, for Sean on the Sean side. I still have it as Brett just because of how personal that thing got right and everything that happened out of the ring. I mean, in ring, it was money, too, and they used a lot of the animosity that they had for each other, you know, in their promos um, and and in their feud in general. Mm. And that's what made it feel so real. Right. You just you just felt like these dudes do not like each other. Yeah. Uh, And as as kids that came across when we were kids that, that just came across so evident mm-hmm. so clearly right and obviously you read all all that stuff uh that was kind of going on behind the scenes and you know historically looking back i mean takers right underneath for me just because of again the way they were able to build build these matches almost like out of nothing right again you, you pointed out again 25 is one of the best wrestlemania matches probably ever period and they hadn't touched they hadn't met for what what was it like 11 years Uh which is insane to think about and they were able to recapture that magic so it's 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 there but there was also a a healthy level of respect i feel like between them right where you're like you know at the especially at the end of um at at the end of 26 you kind of see that with taker right the way he picks him up and kind of peels him off the mat but but i think think one thing we, we did forget is the fact that before 25, you know, they had the little thingy in the 07 Rumble at the end. 
Yeah. And it's like, and that's what's the catalyst, right? That's the yeah. kind of the catalyst for everything that happens after. And then they were number one and two in the 08 Rumble in the Garden. Foot to the fire. Your top five Hell in a Cell matches. Give it to me. Yeah, this was this was tough. Uh, the first two were easy. Uh, mm-hmm. HBK, Taker, Bad Blood 97. The first one, the OG, that's up there at number one. Two or 1B, however you want to look at it. Taker, Mankind. Uh, King of the Ring 98. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the next three, I don't know if these are in order, but these, again, and these are just the ones that I enjoyed the most. Again, there's 51 of them to choose from, um, but these are the ones that I really, really enjoy. I have Bailey Sasha, uh, Hell in Ooh. a Cell 2020. Okay. A little, little pandemic Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, no crowd, but I thought they put on a hell of a freaking match. It's just, just right. so freaking right. good. Um, and then I've got New Day. Usos, Hell in a mm. Cell, twenty seventeen. Okay, um, again, just there's they had they had no business being that good right, for the <laughs> for the SmackDown tag titles. Like they're doing just some yeah. insane shit. Uh, shout out to you know Woods is uh, and, and E were in that match, and just shout out to those guys, and obviously the Usos as well. And this is when the Usos were like they had this was we just kind of saw them as a tag team. Yeah, um, but it's just an incredible match. Pre Bloodline Usos, pre yeah, 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 pre 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 Bloodline, yep. uh, and then I, I kind of talked about this earlier, but DX Legacy Hell in a Cell 2009 is in my top five. It's just mm. from a personal enjoyment standpoint. Like they told a hell of a story, and then is it the best Hell in a Cell match from top to bottom? Absolutely not, no. because again, they spend eighty five percent of the matches beating the shit out of Sean, mm-hmm. uh, and then Triple H comes in for for the save eventually. But it's from a personal enjoyment standpoint, it's hard not to like that match. It's 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 that I there's for whatever reason that lives rent free in my head, and Rock Booker T for the WCW title uh, at SummerSlam uh, with Rock mm. Rock beating Booker uh, just kind of lives rent free, man. It's uh, but those are my top five Hell in a Cells. Uh, listen, I, I can't, I can't disagree with your five. Th- again, this is your personal five, right? Uh, with, with <laughs> out of fifty matches, you know, it's just like it, it just, you know, you, you got to pick fucking five. I think to me, Sean, Sean Taker. Uh, I will go Taker Mankind. Yeah. Ah man, I, they, they got that Brock Taker too, man. Uh, Brock, that was good in there. You got I uh. Triple H and ooh, was that was that Hell in a Cell? Triple H and Cactus Jack, that was Hell in a Cell. At, um, at the Rumble, ye, uh, no way out, no way no out. Way That's out. for the yeah, one. Yeah. No way out. I might go with that one, and then again, I'm just spitballing here. Uh, I might go with I think Triple H and um, I think Triple H and Batista was uh at um, oh what the fuck was that uh. Not Armageddon, some some shit. Vengeance or survival. Vengeance. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. That's just all top of the head. I'm probably missing a few, but I think those would be the the five. Those are good ones too. Those are good ones. Um, the six pack challenge of the with take yeah. uh, Rikishi and Taker. Yeah. With Rikishi falling off the top. Oh uh, yeah. Into that, the that, uh, that was, the back of the beautiful. truck. That was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Hell of a spot on the hay truck. Yeah. Um, Listen, B, I don't want to take up much of your time, but I, I do want to appreciate you coming on. My final question for you will be just the 
you know, overall legacy of this first Hell to Cell match, um, this this pay per view. I, I don't even know what what else happened on this on, on this card. It it doesn't matter. Uh, you got probably the best Hell in a Cell match in history uh, taking place. One of the greatest debuts taking place on this card. Um, and then what's the what does to you this this match mean in the the resume of Shawn Michaels and and the Undertaker? I mean, I think they they were the right two guys to put Hell in a Cell on the map. Right, because this easily could not have worked as a gimmick match, right? It could just be, you know, is this a cage match with, a, with again, like you said, kind of a lid? Um, I, I don't know. It, it was kind of the perfect storm of things that happened, right? You talk about the Kane aspect of this and that debut, but it was also just two guys who knew how to work with each other and kind of knew how to work within the confines of the new environment that they were handed. And in terms of like what this means for their legacy, like I does if if they don't do what they do in 97 do we get 50 more hell in the cell matches i i don't know mm-hmm. I, I don't think so but that showed you like at its best what this stipulation could be and everyone i think to this point has been chasing that and i guess on some level also take her mankind because you know of the spot that we all think about but from a storytelling and from a match standpoint like mm. it, it's it's perfect, right? Like, I, I don't know how else to kind of describe it other than it, it's very serendipitous in that it's Sean, who's one of the best workers of all time, one of the best storytellers, Taker, one of the best storytellers of all time. And this, again, this cage, this is an actual cage, right? The cage matches that we kind of grew up yes. with, the blue, the that, was, that were colored blue, those weren't actual cages. Again, it was fencing. Mm-hmm. But they, they put it on the map and they made it, they made it feel important. Um, and again, there were outside uh, aspects that also added to that. But at the core of it is Sean and Taker, like just kind of doing their thing and being the incredible Hall of Famers that, you know, we 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 revere to this day. Mm. Listen, I can't I can't uh, agree with you more um, as we wrap up. I think. It's very vital to both Sean and Undertaker and their rivalry. You know, Sean was a man of, of being the first, you know, the, the first high-profile ladder match. I know I know him and Brett did it at a Survivor Series in, in, in 1992, but it wasn't Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon at WrestleMania 10. Uh, he, you know, he was the first guy in the fucking, as you mentioned, Hell in a Cell. It's like, it's a lot of things that Sean has done, and you're trying to, to get that or like reach that and it's 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 unreachable um you know the guy has probably the best wrestlemania match of all time you know dx won the best uh stables ever in professional wrestling and we can go on and on mr wrestlemania man he's 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 below 500 at wrestlemania but we call it mr wrestlemania so if we just kind of like put that to the side it doesn't matter because of, of the quality of matches and the psychology of the match that he does it and yeah. it's like you can't pick a he can lose but he, you can't pick a bad match for sean at wrestlemania and taker is just you know he's, he's a mount rushmore guy so is Shawn michaels but this match like you said if this doesn't go as well do they do 50 more uh hell in a cell matches do they even have a hell in a cell pay-per-view probably not 
Um, so I think the legacy is intact. One of the best Hell in a Cell matches, if not the best one ever. And I just want to thank you for coming on and celebrating this this this, this uh, anniversary. Uh, for those who've never seen it, go ahead check it out. Please go watch it. My God. Also, man, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. One one thing, uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't we didn't mention this. You know, how are you feel about star ratings? Five star yeah. match from Meltzer, right? And he doesn't he doesn't hand those out very much right like i mean yeah. we, we the aforementioned 25 and 26 he kind of he i think it was like four four seven five that he gave mm-hmm. which is essentially a five but he le- legit gave this a five yeah right? and again, as he should as, as he, he should, should. It, again perfect it was just you know the I, it's, it's really hard to use that word in professional wrestling mm-hmm. but if there was any match that and that anyone that I saw with like my own two eyes, this was one of them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I agree. Uh, Benjamin Cruz at on Twitter at Cruz Control C R U Z K O N T R O L again. Uh, producer for the Ringer Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Wednesday Worldwide. Go ahead, check it out. Spotify, where we find the podcast. Uh, great job. Find myself on Twitter and IG. Randy J Cruz R E N D Y. Letter J C R. You find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, also on Amazon Music and YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Also on TikTok at Wrestling Basement Pod. Uh, the first one of the brand new season. Uh, thank you, Benjamin Cruz. 26th anniversary of Hell in a Cell between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, man. Uh, thank you, man. And I greatly appreciate it. Randy, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, would love to come back, man. This is It's fun. We're gonna, get you, man, we're gonna get you back. Trust me. Believe it. Let's do it. Yes, sir, man. Thank you.